I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of a peculiar character at peculiarcharacter.com. My friend Ashley sent me a link a few weeks back to um, a local magazine covering a forthcoming restaurant opening. D.C. proper and its surroundings are fairly cosmopolitan. A new restaurant opening may not seem like big news. If you're a beer enthusiast like me, there are a couple of reasons why this article and what happened this past week with the opening were particularly thrilling. Owen's Ordinary, which is maybe 7 or 10 minutes from my house, is the latest venture from the neighborhood restaurant group. You may not recognize the name, but you probably recognize some of the other establishments they're responsible for, including Church Key and Blue Jacket. Church Key first came to my attention years ago when I was working in D.C., mostly through a in-the-press love affair between beer writer John Fleury of the Washington Post and beer director Greg Engert, who oversees now, I think, operations for acquisition and serving of something like 14 or 16 restaurants. I don't know if it's true, and I think amongst local beer geeks there maybe is a database of facts about Greg Engert that are specious, but closely held, sometimes maybe a little humorous. But the story that I heard when I was first introduced to this name is that because there was no sort of recognition or program at that time for beer enthusiasts, especially people working in the industry, the whatever organization either in the U.S. or internationally that recognizes and trains and certifies sommeliers recognized Engert for his same enthusiasm and skill as the first beer sommelier. Since then, Ray Daniels has founded the Cicerone program, which is exclusively focused on beer. I think it's four levels of certification from beer server all the way up to master Cicerone. It's definitely an industry-oriented program, but it does represent a very high level of rigor, especially at the master level, in terms of knowledge of beer and how beer pairs with food, recommendations, the kinds of things that you expect when you go to the best beer establishment you've ever been to and have a wonderful, vibrant conversation with the server about what it is that you're in the mood for, what it is you've had in the past that you like, all to drive towards something new or something special that you want in that moment. Regardless of Angert's mythic status, and I think it's actually pretty well-deserved, he is very uh, attentive to detail, and I think a large part of the success, at least to the beer-focused establishments under the neighborhood restaurant group umbrella, are due to his efforts. Church Key, for instance, has a three-zone temperature serving system. They break up their menu, not just in the traditional ways, but really more as a map or landscape of flavor. And then they're very careful and attentive in terms of how they store and serve the beer at appropriate temperatures, depending on the style. Owens builds on that. It has the benefit of several years of technology improvement and experience going into its tap system. How do I know this? Well, I was there Monday night, and I actually had a chance to meet the man himself finally and had a great conversation where he very generously talked me through these said improvements and how Owens is kitted out in a way that's supposedly a a bit of a step up from Church Key, although it's only its first week, so we'll see how that plays out in practice over the coming months. In brief, if I can encapsulate what Angered explained to me in a nutshell, at Church Key, the beer is stored and served at the same temperature. Now, they have three zones for that so that they can roughly put beers into appropriate cooling systems for the style. At 
Owens, they can actually cellar all the beer at 35 Fahrenheit, which is ideal for all beer to keep it stable and fresh, and then actually do a temper, temperature adjustments in the lines as it comes out to the taps to those three serving temperatures that they want to differentiate their beers on. Now, opening week, they were still working out some of the kinks in the system. He said this was understandable and natural. Beers had a bit more foam as they were trying to, I think, get the pressure and resistance in the lines uh, just right. But I'm not going to complain. They have 50 taps, 150 bottles, and most importantly, and not to bury the lead here, this is in a county, Montgomery County, Maryland, that is not known for being especially friendly to the beer trade. That thankfully has been changing mostly due to activist councilman Hans Reimer, but also because I think of a growing audience and demand for the best in craft beer and spirits. Sure, Owens maybe doesn't quite stand out on its own against the backdrop of DC beer bars. I certainly, if I didn't mind the extra time, more of an hour rather than 10 minutes, and fighting with the decrepit, decaying uh, red line of the DC metro system, I could go to Church Key, the Fountainhead, I could go to Meridian Pine, Smoke and Barrel, the Black Swirl, any number of really great beer bars that I love when I happen to be near them. Above and beyond that convenience of them being 10 minutes from my house, I think it sends a very clear signal that things are shifting in my home county that we can get an establishment like Owens Ordinary that Anger can say very explicitly that he's on mission to elevate Maryland craft beer specifically in this establishment, doing things like getting rare releases from Maryland brewers, uh, side-by-side barrel releases like multiple expressions, things of that nature that in my mind I've associated with places other than the state of Maryland and the county of Montgomery. So I'm thrilled about that more than anything else, even if I'm not able to get out there as often as I might like. And I'm certainly going to get out there pretty often, I think, in the coming months and years. Just the fact that someplace like this can exist seems like a pretty cool net improvement to me. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0